future of global currency or an experiment doomed to fail? This is the question that follows Bitcoin around and divides investors and experts alike. An entirely virtual monetary system, Bitcoin is the most popular of several cryptocurrencies out there right now. It's one of the most volatile assets you can invest in, with huge variations in price possible in very short time periods. But it's had a phenomenally successful 2020. Bitcoin's value rose from $7,200 to just below $24,000 in December. And it shows no signs of slowing down this year, hitting $50,000 this week. On the show this week, we'll welcome Oliver Telling, the Investors Chronicles resident cryptocurrency expert, to break down exactly what Bitcoin is and whether it's worth your time and money. I'm John Human, and welcome to Not Your Normal Finance Show. So, Oliver, welcome to Not Your Normal Finance Show. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me on the show. Good, good. And uh, you've written lots and lots for us on, on Bitcoin recently. Um, Tell us about, not just Bitcoin, but about cryptocurrencies more generally, what they are and, and how they work. Well, cryptocurrencies, like any other currency, you use them to buy things and you exchange them uh, with other people in exchange for other products or other currencies. Um, digital current, cryptocurrencies, unlike um, your pounds and dollars, are digital. They don't have uh, coins or cash usually, and they effectively exist through an online system backed by computers. Um, Bitcoin um, is backed by this technology called blockchain, which is um, a public ledger of every transaction ever made with the currency. Um, This ledger is produced automatically by computers and it's meant to be highly secure, so hence the crypto in cryptocurrency. Um, Those payment records are also permanent and they can't be removed from the ledger. hence the block in blockchain. Um, The reason why this um, blockchain technology is very popular with advocates of Bitcoin is um, it allows the users to regulate the currency themselves because all historic transactions can be verified by the users. Records are made and they're authorized for a process called mining, which anyone is allowed to do and receive a small amount of Bitcoins as a reward. But um, if you're thinking that's a way to make a nice buck quickly, then it's not that simple because this doing this requires a lot of energy and it's very complicated and it requires a lot of um, computers to do as well. Okay, so so Bitcoin is essentially a currency. And if we if we think about it like a currency, it's something you, you go out and spend. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, that sort of potentially makes it viable. In it. You know, we've seen throughout the pandemic that the world has, has suddenly become, you know, even more digital than it, than it seemed even before. And a cryptocurrency seems like it would be you know, a perfect part of that. Um, it isn't happening, though, is it? People aren't really spending the, these things. Yeah, as you say, um, there's this very kind of utopian idea of cryptocurrency and how it could be integrated into this new digital economy, which we increasingly find ourselves in today. Um, it was invented in 2008 by a still unknown person. Um, and I think that year is uh, significant um, because... Is a time when the world was in the midst of a global financial crisis brought on by these irresponsible banks that were too big to fail. And uh, Bitcoin and its blockchain technology offered a way of taking control of the monetary system from the banks, from the governments that bailed them out and giving control back to the people who create this blockchain and who authorize um, the use of Bitcoin themselves. Um, but of course, I think it's telling now that all the headlines are about Bitcoin's value in dollars. Um, it shows that a lot of people aren't really 
using Bitcoin as a currency and just buying it as an investment. And that's where all the discussion about Bitcoin seems to be um, at the moment outside of its um, very fervent uh, fan communities. Mm. Um, so, and also in a way, Bitcoin is becoming part of the financial system as more as an investment. Um, I think it's very similar to the whole uh, Reddit GameStop saga we've had recently, um, which was kind of portrayed simplistically as the good retail investors against the bad guys on Wall Street. Similarly, we've got um, the kind of new utopian digital currency against the old um, way of doing things um, by banks and governments. But it's not really that simple because as it's read a saga and now um, Bitcoin, there's a lot of middlemen in the middle facilitating these this trading, making a lot of money in the process. And a lot of institutional investors getting on board as well, again, very rich in the process. As yeah, well. We'll, we'll come back to that. <clears throat> I actually saw some research from uh, from this, the uh, the platform AJ Bell that was asking people why they preferred or why they were buying cryptocurrency, and um, only eleven percent um, were buying cryptocurrency to make digital payments with. Um, the rest, you can imagine, are doing it for speculative reasons. So, so you know, as a currency, what what can you buy with it? You know, you, you know, surely, surely, for a currency to have worth, it has to be able to trans. You have to be able to transact with it. What can you buy with with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies? Um, well, I think PayPal now allows you to make um, payments in um, Bitcoin. Um, I don't think you can do so um, through Amazon, but there are third party services. You can access through Amazon that allow you to do that. Um, recently, um, there was a news story about a doctor in New York, I believe, who has accepted Bitcoin as payment for the fees he's charging payments to be tested for coronavirus at home. Um, but generally, yeah, its use is very limited, um, which brings into question what is the inherent value of Bitcoin if it's not being used as widely as dollars and pounds? Um, how do you measure its inherent value and judging its worth yeah i mean you mentioned earlier that you know sort of institutional investors are getting on board uh but with with cryptocurrencies and bitcoin um which which is appears to have given it some validity um but they're doing that on the basis of, of what that they can make a quick quick buck uh because they're they're riding a wave of momentum or you know are there people out there actually who see you know that that this is more than a momentum story uh that that, that actually cryptocurrencies can become part of the mainstream and will do quite quickly. Yeah, I think uh, Rafa was one of the um, one of our managers who got on board with Bitcoin quite recently. Um, that quite made quite a lot of headlines and news because Rafa is traditionally known for its quite conservative investment approach. So the fact that he was getting on board with Bitcoin um, was seen to give a lot of validity to the cryptocurrency. But it's also um, worth noting, I think it only allocated about 2.5% of its portfolio to Bitcoin, um, which suggests it's not that co- um, confident about giving any significant back into the currency. And maybe like a lot of institutional investors, it just doesn't want to be left behind as a sort of Bitcoin FOMO, um, as we were saying in our recent article. FOMO for people um, who maybe don't use social media um, stands for fear of missing out. Um, so for anyone who's been watching, um, people maybe invested a few thousand, four thousand pounds uh, of dollars in 2013 in Bitcoin suddenly become millionaires this year. Um, they might look down their nose at Bitcoin, but simultaneously um, 
be thinking, oh, well, can't I get a bit richer as well if everyone else is? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what do we conclude in that article? Uh, how, how do we uh, uh, play Bitcoin FOMO? Well, um, there's a variety of ways. Um, you, uh, you can buy it directly through these Bitcoin exchanges. You can uh, download quite simply um, on your phone. Um, there's a lot of apps that now allow you to do that. A lot of stock trading apps and um, payment apps also allow you to buy Bitcoin um, through their um, services. Um, the thing about Bitcoin is you also need a uh, virtual wallet to store the currency. Um, so some of these Bitcoin exchanges come with wallets, but the sort of Bitcoin purists would recommend you get an external wallet, um, which uh, provides you with a kind of anonymous code um, that you provide to the exchange, which keeps all um, of your Bitcoin purchases um, supposedly private. Um, and so that's how you do it uh, by Bitcoin directly. Um, there's also a num- number of ways we were suggesting you could get indirect exposure to the currency if you don't want to go for the complicated process of downloading the Bitcoin exchange, getting a Bitcoin wallet, and you want to um, buy into the hype um, with maybe the platforms you're already using and maybe without as much risk as buying it directly. Um, so um, there's a few crypto miners, I believe, who are listed on the stock exchange. And these are the people who create the computers that back up the um, blockchain to- technology behind Bitcoin. Does that be Argo blockchain? Yeah, Argo yeah. blockchain. Um, also, Coinbase is set to become uh, the first, I believe, cryptocurrency exchange uh, to list on the stock market. Um, I think it currently has about 35 uh, million users, which is I guess, symbolic of how much more popular Bitcoin has come in and how maybe investing in Coinbase is an indirect way of getting exposure to the currency. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you know, that sounds like it's sort of the, the old and, and new world, you know, financial worlds. So they're coming together. They're intertwining uh, in the example of Coinbase uh, coming to market. Um, I mean, you know, it, it, it's easy to get access from, to Bitcoin from the sound of things. The, the, the big question is whether you should. Um, you know, is, as you say, it's very hard to understand uh, how, how this is valued, uh, what the inherent worth of, of bitcoin is and whether this is purely being driven up by by people people's fear of missing out so so yeah there is a big, big question of whether you should and you know there have been lots of there have been lots of warnings by regulators about bitcoin i mean should we pay attention to them um well the investment case for bitcoin is pretty simple is it can go up a lot and it can go up very quickly um the counter um point to that is it can also go down very quickly which is why lots of regulators around the world are tightening their scrutiny of it. And the FCA in the UK has banned trading in all cryptocurrency derivatives um, this year. It's also why if you do want to buy Bitcoin, whether directly or indirectly, um, financial advisors also generally recommend a very low exposure um, to um, the cryptocurrency. It shouldn't be um, overtaking your exposure to bonds or uh, equities, uh, generally speaking, uh, much like uh, with Ruffo, the investment manager we were speaking about earlier, there's only 2.5% uh, of that portfolio. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of kind of warning flags has been raised. I think uh, AJ Bell released some research um, today, which found about a quarter of Bitcoin investors don't have any traditional savings or investments um, like pensions. So if you're banking all of your investment income on Bitcoin, a lot of <laughs> 
people might raise a few eyebrows at that. Is, is that question of when uh, when everyone decides to sell uh, at the same time, it does obviously become very difficult to sell. Um, so we've heard we've heard you know h- how you use Bitcoin and what it is. We've heard a, a few pros and a few cons as well. Um, we sent James Norrington out this week to speak to someone who's very much an advocate of Bitcoin, Wilhelm German, who's the chief technology officer at Bitnook.com, uh, which is a Swiss regulated crypto exchange. So obviously, Bitcoin has been uh, massively in the news. Um, uh, in the past year, we've we've seen the value rise from four thousand dollars to forty thousand dollars in a year. It's now hovering at around thirty-eight and a half thousand dollars. But it's whipping back and forth, um, a highly volatile asset class. Is this a dangerous bubble and is it appropriate for retail investors? Uh, well, there is never one side story for such questions being asked, you know. So I think uh, once somebody knows if this situation is, is bubblish or the situation is pretty, I would say, um, um, lined up, right, with the market and it's clean, so we would be able to make clear decisions. At this moment, I think we see the tendencies, which is quite obvious, what we can look through the timeline, Timeline: what happened uh, with the Bitcoins in the past, when we talk about halving, the, the period after the halving shows the tendencies that possibly the Bitcoin in, in this year could go nearly to 100,000 or so to that level. And I think that uh, that obviously there are you know, massive amounts of the reasons it could it could go up or down, but the but the main situation is obvious that it could go that level. And um, but with the volatility, yeah. is is that appropriate for retail investors? Because you know we, we talk about a sort of a big target of um, so, say something go to a hundred thousand dollars, but but for a retail investor rushing in, they put all their money in. Uh, and then if it halves in value, the, the falls could be very violent on the journey up to, to a high point. Um, and, and you see sort of say that the UK regulator, the FCA, has told people to be prepared to lose all their money. Um, so, so is that a case of regulators being a bit old-fashioned? Um, or how, how should investors think about crypto if they are going to, to have it as part of their portfolio? Well, I think that um, that your approach, whatever asset you look into, should be, you know, safe type approach. You should never, you should really, I mean, see what type of diversification you want to to have, and obviously going like clearly with all your money into the asset class, which is kind of new, and new to the environment is is not the best way to do it. And it's not even about the crypto or any other type of the asset. So I would say yes. I mean, obviously, once the asset is still new to the market and it's uh, kind of young comparing to other assets, it's volatile to, to many factors, including social factor, social media factor, you know, various government decisions. So uh, you don't want to be too much into trust with uh, investments, which is related to other type of people decisions. So to be to be very exact with you, there is there is obviously a chance that Bitcoin in near time uh, goes down or goes even more up. Uh, but uh, I think what we are trying to tell to most of our customers, which joins our regulated exchange in Switzerland, that you know the the main argument is to look into long time perspective. Um, and that long term perspective. Um is it a lot of the bull case behind um, bit, uh, 
Bitcoin and other cryptos is obviously the um, uh, the erosion of the value of fiat currencies um, by by sort of um, ultra loose monetary policy, um, massive government borrowing to to to, to fund um, big infrastructure projects, which devalues the, the currency and uh, value of their bonds. Um, what are the secular um, secular factors um, behind crypto, and is it is it here to stay? Well, I think the the year by year it shows that um, the crypto is is becoming more and more stable into the market. Uh, the the answers probably lie in the, regu the regulatory moments and the the questions which uh, cryptocurrencies can solve. And there are obviously a lot of, uh, of of the industries where cryptocurrencies are going to to solve the problems, and they are. Um, while being new asset to the class, it gives a pattern others, you know, to look more deeper into it. And whatever they look deeper into it, they find new aspects of regulations, of anti-money laundering procedures, and they are being implemented. Um, so, so I would say that, um, yeah, behind the moments are showing the clear patterns that institutional investors are coming, and you know, the the rise of the Bitcoin price, the recent rise is is more than obvious that it goes through the stack of that the bitcoins are being purchased, the free bitcoins are being purchased from the from the regulated exchanges and other exchanges, and there is less and less free bitcoins on the market, which, you know, the, after next happening and after current happening, happening of the bitcoin, which left less bitcoins are mined per day, and the, the, the demand is still high, and obviously that the price goes up. So, um, to be exact, uh, how much of this pattern uh, is is going to go forward is very hard. Uh, but obviously, that when we see that uh, large players come and uh, large amounts are being put, the micro strategy and, and other examples show that you know people are trust in this asset and they do believe in that, and they are not uh, bulls. You know, they, they, these investments are pretty solid and a long term approach. So. So that's, you know, I think uh, that's the pattern which shows which way it goes. So the more institutional players we have, I mean, the more stability we have, because it's not based on emotions. Right. So th there is, um, I think that they, the Bitcoin, when Bitcoin was founded, um, the, the supply of it um, has, has been, um, it's been set, so it was set finitely, am I correct in saying that? Um, but there are other um, uh, cryptocurrencies out there. There's Ethereum. Um, uh, there's Dogecoin, um, which was which was sort of uh, bid up a bit by sort of Elon Musk's comments about um, wanting to be paid in it. Um, uh, what are what are, which cryptocurrencies? I mean, how how should uh, investors, I mean, institutional or retail investors, look at the different types of cryptocurrency um, and which which ones are going to have durability and stay around, and which ones are going to just disappear? Well, I think that. Um that uh, obviously we always look into the into the history and uh, then the community which supports the, the cryptocurrencies and and obviously if we look to the to the very very prehistory and you know, we see Bitcoin there as the very beginning of this era right with uh, with the Satoshi Nakamoto idea and it has a very huge community behind it and I think the community is the major factor to representing. The, the stability and the, and the progress of cryptocurrencies. 
obviously the, the top five, the biggest ones, they are they are showing now the hype pattern. They're going up, and then um, they are mainly solving the solutions which stands. And if Bitcoin, Bitcoin is is remaining more like investment type, it goes more to investment type of the coin now. Ethereum solves more type of the payment uh, issues. Obviously, the problems they are still persistent. You know the, the, the transaction speed and the transaction price. It's also currently the factor which which you know uh, makes others to look for the new type of the solutions, uh, including Ethereum choice. So I would look positive to the to the top uh, to the top coins, but obviously I, I would recommend people to stick with the. Uh, with uh, really major coins and, and you know, to be very, very uh, cautious about getting into the new coins or the tokens, which usually is, is mostly affected very, very, uh, I would say, influential by the small type of the decisions. And that brings a variosity. So, so just to summarize, I mean, if I were to say um, Bitcoin, what's it useful for in the real economy? Um, three things, and Ethereum, what that's useful for in the real economy. Um, Dogecoin, what that's useful in the real. What would you say to, to each of those three, and uh, and do you see futures in in those those three examples? Well, I, I mean, um, I would say that um, that if we look to the uh, to the Bitcoin, I would say that uh, Bitcoin should keep as a as a as an investment option to keep people their assets diversified from the traditional. Uh, fiat and traditional type of assets into the Bitcoin, which could be a good keeper of the crypto side. Ethereum, with its um, uh, if its pattern and the and the token platforms and uh, and the smart contracts could be a helpful and and progressing solution for payments and the and the on top payments of the of the currency. And uh, well, to be commenting uh, Dogecoin. Uh, I would say that, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of it and I wouldn't be, you know, digging into this since I'm not even treating this as a major coin then. Because, so which, um, so, I mean, I, obviously I know Bitcoin and Ethereum. What other, are there any other coins that you would um, count as, as part of the major currencies that, that investors uh, should consider as part of the crypto asset class as investable currencies? I think that um, the, that everyone should should be thinking of uh, of not just clearly the pattern where to invest and where to put, but thinking what what type of the solution the coin solves. Right? For example, EOS, they have a great technology behind, and the coin is still is still not progressing that level that somebody would you know would expect it. But I think they still have a good time to to shoot out. And um, and obviously that uh, you know we see some examples with with like Ripple and so on that you know we never know the real the real stories behind. So to be recommending someone to be investing into some major coins or to be putting them into the top is always you know I mean that's what I would like to to stay out of this. Uh, but I would say that the main topic when you look into you should be looking what. What is the idea behind it? The idea behind the coin, and who is who is the, who is the people behind the coin, and how it was you know developed, and what problem it solves. And once you once you have some expertise in it, or you you put more due diligence to this, even even simple due diligence, you can find the way for you to choose your own coins or to use them in your real life. <laughs>
and that would show you where to put your money in and exactly you know part of your portfolio i never recommend someone to put like you know all of his money or, or even half or even third of his money so it should be a very smart diversification Hi all, producer John here just popping up to let you know that that's only 10 minutes of a full 30 minute interview with Wilhelm that is available on the Investors Chronicle website. On with the show. So we heard some very enthusiastic comments there um, from someone who's very much involved in the Bitcoin industry. Um, Perhaps the biggest enthusiast uh, of Bitcoin uh, today, certainly the most famous, is is Elon Musk. And he's been... uh, He's uh, he's been up to something this week, which has which has reinforced uh, many people's view that Bitcoin for Bitcoin the only way is up. Tonight, Elon Musk makes one of his riskiest bets ever, linking Tesla's fortunes to Bitcoins. The world's richest man now investing 1.5 billion dollars worth of his company's money in the cryptocurrency. Musk's bet on Bitcoin doesn't stop there, though. Tesla says it will soon let customers buy its cars using Bitcoin. Yeah, well, um, well as of late, um, Bitcoin had been falling down from its uh, recent highs um, from about $40,000 approaching the $35,000 mark again. But then uh, Elon Musk decided he was going to throw his weight behind the currency. And pretty much as soon as he made those announcements, uh, Bitcoin has rallied back up to some record highs. I think earlier today it was now approaching $50,000 for, for a single Bitcoin. It's it's insane. It, it, one Bitcoin for a Tesla, I guess. Then, um, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it it is interesting. Uh, I mean, Tesla Musk is a, is a, an erratic character, um, albeit, albeit a very successful one. Um, you know, he he's 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 done some sort of odd things that have caught the attention of the SEC in the past. This this seems quite odd, but 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 actually, a, a, a Bitcoin bull would say no. This is this is actually again reinforcing the case. For, for owning Bitcoin and actually more companies are likely to follow suit uh, and actually use, use Bitcoin as part of their treasury management. I mean, is, is, is that a possibility that you think, think you know, may come to pass? Yeah, I mean, it's not the um, first time I believe uh, Musk has spoken about uh, Bitcoin. Um, but I think uh, what the recent announcements do do is um, only further... Um, uh, throughout the ambiguity of where do we place Bitcoin in a spectrum between an investment and a currency. Um, at the same time as Musk is saying he's going to accept payments of Bitcoin uh, through Tesla, he's also invested $1.5 billion in the currency. So um, does he want to promote it as this way of making online payments or does he want to promote it as this way of using it as a speculative asset uh, for which um, I presume he hopes Tesla will make a lot more money? Um, I think we saw a similar thing with uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter um, early this year. He was tweeting about Bitcoin in this kind of very utopian way, which its most kind of fervent followers um, speak about Bitcoin as this kind of model for the ideal way of the Internet can work. At the same time, his Dorsey's other company, Square, um, made about a $50 million investment in Bitcoin last year. So these kind of big CEOs who Bitcoin advocates are saying are given validity to Bitcoin, whereas a currency as an investment, it's not really clear what, to me, what they are backing Bitcoin as. I, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of it ultimately boils down to human nature. I think, I think, you know, maybe, maybe there is an element of, of kind of internet altruism, uh, you know, get, getting back to the good old days, uh, you know, when the, when the internet was, was free. Um, 
but 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 I also think you know people want to make money, and you know I think we saw that we see that in the AJ Bell research. You know we we saw it in GameStop. I mean, you know that was that was a bit of stick it to the man, but a lot of people jump in on. I would suspect in the hope of making making money. I mean, is this whole thing just not another mania? Um, you know, where where people you know spot spot a rising price, jump on board, um, and 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 hope that it keeps going when there's actually virtually no substance to it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's GameStop, um, Bitcoin, <laughs> uh, Tesla. I mean, Tesla, Tesla. Yeah, it all comes down to groupthink in a way. I think, and if I imagine, if you looked at the people investing in each of the in investing in GameStop, investing in Bitcoin, investing in Tesla, I imagine there's probably a lot of crossover between the people buying um, these stocks and buying cryptocurrencies. Um, I mean, we have obviously seen plenty of stock market. Uh, bubbles before that goes back hundreds of years but there is something different about the way these groups of investors come together these days i think john maynard Keynes theory of the stock market is very relevant here he had a theory of the stock market called the beauty contest theory which was based on um this game newspapers uh used to publish back in the 20th century might be something the um kind of so-called bitcoin bros might have enjoyed in days before the internet they published like hundreds of faces of young women and readers would be asked to vote for the most attractive face and you send your submissions and the people who chose like the five most popular um faces won the competition and i think they got a prize as a reward for noticing the most attractive woman but Keynes's point was uh, you don't win for choosing the inherently most attractive face. You win for choosing the face that the most people think is the most attractive. Hence the analogy with a stock market. You don't necessarily win by spotting the best fundamentally run company. You uh, win by choosing the stock that everyone else is choosing. And that's always been the rule of why share prices go up. And it's the rule of supply and demand. But what happens today, I think you don't have to guess what other people are picking as their favorite face in the beauty contest, because um, they all congregate on Reddit, on Twitter, um, through social media. They know what their friends and what their fellow retail investors are buying, and they tell each other, I'm buying GameStop, so you buy GameStop. I'm buying Bitcoin, so you buy it. And the ultimate of that is uh, Elon Musk, who all of these Bitcoin and all of these um, Tesla fans follow, suddenly saying, well, I'm buying Bitcoin, so suddenly everyone else says, oh, well, we should get behind them. And it's this kind of self-reciprocating circle of uh, investors, which are kind of fueling these huge rises in each of these uh, securities. It used to be called Pump and Dump where <laughs> I started, started this job. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds just like collusion on a massive scale to, to, to manipulate share prices. And and as far as I was aware, that was illegal. Um, maybe maybe not. I mean, you know, maybe the uh, tech tech giants have found a way around that too. But for me, I, I think that sort of that reflects something about the stock market today uh, versus the one that that I'm sort of more comfortable with is that I actually do think that you should pick out the inherently most attractive face uh, and stick with it over the long term. Because, you know, trying to, trying to second guess what everyone else is doing, you know, you, you, you can't keep up. There's too many actors. And, and at some point, those gains will be lost. Whereas the inherently attractive face will always be attractive. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it wasn't I, I, worth looking at um, the inherent value of stocks, then we wouldn't 
write our magazine and no, absolutely. read it, I guess. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so you, I'm, I, I have to admit, I'm a bit of a Bitcoin sceptic. Um, I have to admit, I sit there and, and think, Christ, I wish I'd have bought $4,000 worth of Bitcoin in 2013. But I didn't. I mean, what, what do you make of it all? I, I, I mean, you know, for those who haven't read your column. Yeah, I mean, my column was pretty much uh, a summary of what's been the running theme for this discussion is, yeah, it started as this very utopian idea, very much like the internet started um, with social media um, and Silicon Valley in the 1990s. But at the end of the day, um, as you say, it's human nature. Everyone wants to make a quick buck and that can often take precedent to these very idealistic ideas about how things are formed in the first place. Um, social media isn't this free democratic platform that it's set out to be. It's got these algorithms which bias um, the most um, divisive opinions. It makes billions of dollars every year by selling our personal data. That isn't kind of a free democratic platform as far as I can see. And as far as I can see, Bitcoin isn't this kind of democratic regulated by the people utopian currency that it set out to be anymore it's a way for people to make money and um whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing or whether or not that's a safe thing or a dangerous thing i think is down for the individual investor to decide Mm, absolutely absolutely i mean i i i think you know putting money in the stock market is a good thing uh generally speaking because because that money you know the idea, the principle, and, and, and the mechanism often works, get, finds its way into those companies and it allows those companies to, to invest uh, and create jobs and, 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 and grow their profits and, and then their share price. And so you, you grow your wealth with it. I don't see how that mechanism works. I don't see that mechanism here. There's no investment. Yeah. There's, it, it's, where's it going? It's just there. Um, so, so, so yeah. yeah, it just becomes it's just a currency, uh, yeah. a, store, what is- a store of value. Yeah, like what is the social investment of Bitcoin? <laughs> there is no, I'm not sure what the ESG case for cryptocurrencies is. Well, it's anti. I mean, if, that... I mean, if anything, it's anti because of the mm. um, because of the energy uh, usage. Yeah, I, th- I think I read that it it uses as much energy. The world's Bitcoin mining operations use as much energy as Switzerland. Yeah, I think <laughs> a little bit more actually. More. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 kind of mad. It's kind of mad. Um, so to close, um, a question we sort of touched on it earlier: Is this the year with Bitcoin touching fifty thousand uh, dollars that it's going to become a mainstream asset class? I mean, it's certainly becoming uh, more and more mainstream um, each year. There's also lots of people making the case that it could become an asset class in the vein of um, gold and other kind of safe haven assets. Um, people kind of flood into gold um, when inflation is going up because gold is seen to have this kind of strong inherent value which um, can survive through times of uh, turbulence. Uh, Similarly, Bitcoin is seen as kind of very independent from the central banks which might um, stoke um, inflation because of its blockchain technology. It's seen as very secure. So people have increasingly been arguing for it as a kind of inflation hedge as a safe safe haven asset like gold. But yeah, it just seems too volatile to really put it in the same ballpark as gold at the moment. Yeah, I mean, gold gold, gold has done well, I mean, uh, over sort of, you know, a fairly extended period, but, but it hasn't exhibited anywhere near the volatility of Bitcoin. And, you know, I would, I would never 
suggest that something that you can lose 50% of your initial investment on on day one could be considered a store of value. <laughs> or, or, or indeed, um, you know, any kind of sort of hedge against inflation. It, 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 make, it makes those, the volatility kills it for me, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of Bitcoin is philosophy and um, idealism about what it could be. Uh, but when you look at the numbers, at least um, in the current uh, time, it doesn't really um, add up to what people say it could be. No, you've, you've got the fear and greed as well, which is yeah. uh, which are the other two big powerful emotions that, that tend to drive the stock markets. Well, that's been brilliant talking to you, Oliver. Thank you, uh, thank you for joining me uh, this week, and, and thank you for all of the uh, the work you've you've done on on Bitcoin in uh, in, in the last month or so. Um, I'd encourage you all to go on the website and have a read of that. There is uh, there's absolutely stacks of it. And um, if you want us to answer any more questions on uh, on not your normal finance show, do email us at icpodcast at ft um, or give us any suggestions for any anything you want us to uh, to chat about. Um, and you can do that on social media as well. So thank you. For listening uh thank you again oliver and uh, we'll be back next week thank you